Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Mark knows what he needs to show, what the other Gospels maybe have covered already, and he will show something else. All right. Now, in this chapter, there's a lot. There's a lot that plays to this story, and we're going to figure out that there's probably four reasons that Jesus ministers into the life of the disciples that led to them not being able to cast out this demon. Now, there's many other things you must do in your life as a disciple. I'm not saying if you do these four things, you are the perfect disciple. What I'm saying tonight in this sermon, if you take, you look at Mark 9, you see four things that Jesus addresses after this encounter with a man. Are you with me? You can write in your book, die vier dinge wat ek moet vat. Okay? Jesus shows four things to which disciples should cling. Okay? This is what we're doing. This is the four things for tonight. You must take these things with you and I'll give you a heads up. These are not once-off things. Should you give your heart to God? Yes. It's a once-off event. It starts one day. These four things, continually, you need to cling to them. And if you've lost your grip on them, you need to find them and bring them back into your faith. Baptism, should you get baptized if you believe in Jesus? Yes. Once-off event. Don't get baptized every day. All right? I said, warum is That's not baptism. Okay, you do it once. But these four things should remain in the life of a disciple. Let's head to number one. And he said to them, they asked him, why can we not cast out the demon? He said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Now, Jesus is not saying that they did not pray at that moment. They have seen Christ many times. They probably did pray. They know he prays. What Christ is saying is that a lifestyle of prayer is needed to move mightily with the Spirit of God. That's what he's saying. For example... If someone has a loud voice, an authoritative voice, maybe they're used to speaking to people and they know the words to say, go out, demon, and they say it louder than you, that does not move an evil spirit. Just because someone has a loud voice and they say the prayer, in the name of Jesus, go, they can copy it and it can mean nothing. What Jesus is saying, the one who prays, the one who in his inner room has a lifestyle of prayer can whisper, go. And that spirit will know there's authority. Because you cannot fake in one moment what you are supposed to gather in your life over time. Okay? You want a big harvest on a farm? You need to start working today for whenever. Day by day. You don't pitch up one day and say, now I'm going to work hard. Christ is saying to these guys, to the disciples, you must start developing your prayer life. 
That's what he's saying to them. Now, here's a tip for each and every one of us. In your life as a disciple, you want to follow Jesus, you will face many moments like these, difficult moments. All right? Maybe you face a moment just like this. All right? Maybe it's other difficult moments. It would be extremely difficult to prepare your life and your faith specifically for every type of difficulty that you find yourself in. You cannot prepare for everything. It's possible. It's too vast. Maybe one day you have a child with a health issue. Maybe one day you have to deal with a sudden thing that happens to a family member. Maybe someday there's a sickness that comes on your body and, you know, it's just how do you handle this? Maybe you lose your job. We don't know. There's so many things that happens to unbelievers and believers in this life. But there's one thing you can do that speaks to everything. What is that? Prepare in your prayer closet so that whatsoever is in front of you, you are prayed up. You don't have to prepare for everything specifically. You cannot. But be prepared for anything by being, having a lifestyle of prayer. Crossing over, you have to cling to this. So in my life, I'll share out of my own heart, generally and naturally, if you've got spending time in the Word and prayer, I gravitate more to the Word. Okay? I gravitate to spend longer time in the Bible, whereas other people, I, I can't speak for, for Carla, for example, but often some, some of the people in the worship team, they tend to connect more naturally with prayer. Is that true for you, Carla, or not? Okay? So some, we may different, okay? So both are disciplined. One is not more important than the other. But for me, I try never ever to miss intercession. And I'm not trying to boost our intercession numbers, please. It's a discipline in my life. If maybe I've struggled for a few days to connect in prayer, when I come together with the people in that foyer, boom, I go again. But that's important for me because this kind cannot be driven out by anything except prayer. So all I know is my prayer life, I must keep on working. And I must find a way to keep it going, 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 going. Because I don't know what faces me tomorrow when I open the door. And if there's a boy on the ground, rigid, then I want to say, leave him in the name of Jesus. And the prayers over the weeks and the months and the years have built authority in the spirit and the demon go. Are you with me? Okay. Same, this, this is widely applied. Okay. As a pastor, as a small group leader, it's not important that you've got, you know, you can steal someone's sermon and present it. It will have no power if it doesn't echo your life. <laughs> you see? Integrity of life and spirit is what brings down God's power. So what I'm saying to you is start today to pray. Amen. As we go forward, cling to this. If you have slipped, if you have missed it, take it back, okay? Take it back tonight. Number one, a life of prayer. A life of prayer. That's the first message Jesus gave to the disciples. Now they're moving from that scene to a next place. They arrive at the home and Jesus asked them, What were you discussing on the way? 
But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. Okay? And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Jesus is giving us the second thing that he wants these guys to cling to. Jesus is have a message for us today. Each one of you, including myself, we do not serve so that we can work ourselves up until someone else serves us. No. No. If anyone would be first, he must be last and the servant of all. It's a place where he remains. And so we must watch out how we speak to the young people because we often say, and it's true, God is for promotion. Jesus speaks about this. He says, comes to a guy, he, he worked better with his money, so he gave him more. This one worked even better and the other one they took. You must be a steward, God will promote you. When it comes to a heart of serving, you, you should never get promoted out of that. You should never get promoted out of a life of serving. That does not mean you may not have people under you. You should serve them while you are their senior. Are you with me? I mean, you can be the CEO of the biggest company in this town, and you, if God tells you, be on the setup team, that's where you should serve. Even if you pay half of them salaries, the kingdom of God works different. The greatest becomes the servant. Amen? Why? Why? Because the king of the world died on a cross for you. Because the perfect man washes dirty feet. The perfect sinless one goes between you and God, a sinner, way before you love him. Our Savior is a servant and he will never get promoted out of that because that is his glory. He loves people into the arms of Christ. Isn't that amazing? And Christ is having a conversation with the disciples and this is a serious conversation. Now what they are saying is not, how can we help this boy? They are walking saying, who's the greatest? So we go back to the demon-possessed boy, because that's a situation that sets this, these talks on the way. And they're not worrying about the boy here. They're saying, who can drive out the demon? <laughs> because on the road, yes, a brown, you have to come with demon, but when I come, papi, you man. Even if that was not their intention, what Jesus is saying, it's, it's in your heart. It's in your heart because we're just walking away from a son that was delivered from childhood and you are talking about who is the greatest. Jesus says that. Are you with me tonight? What do we take with us? A life of serving. May we remain there and never upgrade that status. A servant leader, I just want to say it, can also be the top of a company. Do you understand that? 
I'm talking about a hard condition. Christ, King and Servant. Right. The next one links very strongly to this one. Well, let me just first give you a quote. The greatest treasures lie beneath the layers of self. You want to discover greatness in this life? Ask God to move you beyond your self-interest. Beyond the place where you want to be to the place where He wants to take you. That is the place where the spirits move. Okay. Scripture speaks of self-emptiness in Philippians 2. Christ came from heaven did not hold on to his rights from heaven, but he emptied himself, became a servant of all. Are you with me? Skid it iemand langs en sê ons daar twee goed vir die pad? Al kom nog twee. Alright, we're moving on. We're still in Mark chapter 9. These things work together. And John said to him, now this is very interesting, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, do not stop him for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. Truly I say to you, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Now, what I want you to see is at that time, there was probably other people ministering Christian because they've encountered Christ. But they were not necessarily moving with the disciples. If we can just go to the next slide. There was a man just before Mark 9 that lives beyond the tombs. Do you remember Demon-possessed man. Mark, Mark's got a lot to say about demons. Very sad story. Man is naked, and I blame him for Okay, People try to bind him. He just breaks it. When Jesus comes, he runs. And Jesus prays for him, sends the pigs down the mountain. Great story. Town is mad at Jesus because he killed the pigs. And here's a man who's been living among the tombstones for years, and they're worried about the pigs. Can you see where our hearts are at? And then the man asked Jesus, can I come with you? And what did Jesus tell him? No, go to the towns and tell them what has happened to you. So there might be more men like those whose lives are changed. They are probably doing the work. And the disciples are saying, hey, there's other people here, but they're not us. And they're driving our demons. And Jesus says, leave them. It's just another example. Jesus says to this man, message from last week, pick up your bed and go. And he arose and immediately picked up his bed, went out before them, and they were all amazed. I mean, these people were walking after encounters with Christ, probably repeating what he said. And there was a lot of spiritual movement in that time. And so here's the disciples, and they say, there's these other people casting out demons, and we tried to stop them. Why is this important? Christ is talking about spiritual competition. That's what he's talking about. Now, if you compete against someone in a race or in a tennis game, it's okay. It's sports. It's fun. Something to learn if you win, something to learn if you lose. 
Okay? I like it to win. All right? <laughs> but if you compete spiritually with someone, it's a different ball game. Because what you are trying to do is you're trying to get higher than them. So you want to what yourself? You want to exalt yourself above that person. Two people cannot be exalted in this church tonight. Only one can. Jesus. If I stand here trying to prove that I'm a better pastor than other churches in this town, we are all losing tonight. That's what Jesus is saying. Only one can be exalted. There should be no competition amongst Christians. It should be killed. None. So these guys... The disciples, they try. Can we go back, Chris, if you'd be so kind to slide 16, please. The disciples try to cast out a demon. They fail, okay? Now, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons. And what do they want to do? Stop them. Heaven behold, they can cast out a demon. When we can't. We're trying to do something in church. It's not working. If it works in any other church in this town, I'll be mad. God wants to take that away. He needs to remove it from us. Can you see that? Now this one is married. This point is married to the disciples arguing who's the greatest. But I wanted to bring this in specifically for spiritual competition. There should be none. So let me say this. We should not allow ourselves, our friends, our members to blaspheme against other churches in this town. It's okay to speak about something that's a concern, something is wrong to correct it, because we do it to one another as well. Okay? Call may come to me and he may say, he sees this thing in my life because he may correct me, but he will not go to Murray to say that. Can you see the difference? All right. So let us remain humble so that God can move in this place. Our competition, our enemy, the devil is sometimes a small enemy. The greatest enemy is ourselves. We limit ourselves so much, eh? Number three, flee from competition. So it's a bit of an antithesis because we're saying that something you want to cling to, but you want to cling to be to not have it. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's a, make sure you have a whole big bag full of not that in there. All right. <laughs> when you sense it in your heart. Awesome. We are going places, and I'm excited.
desiring to be more, okay, desiring to be more is a migration away from the anointing. The anointing, the solving, it's a place where God does things you cannot do. You cannot take a demon out of a person. Sorry that I speak on that a lot tonight. I should not say sorry, but we're not demon focused. It's, we're just on this topic. Okay. There's many things you cannot do. You can share to someone about Jesus, but you cannot cause their spirit to be reborn. Jesus said it to Peter. Flesh and blood did not do this to you. All right? The anointing is when God comes and does something I cannot do. If I want to compete with people, I'm moving away from the anointing. Because I make my enemy flesh and bone. My enemy is a spiritual enemy. Amen? We're not competing against churches in this town. We are working together. Let each one find a place get stuck in and do the work of a ministry. Because there's people out there that need Jesus. You don't have time to have sibling rivalry. There can only be one king in the room. Last one. For everyone will be salted with fire. Now let me tell you what. Okay. And when you put that thing on the flames, a beautiful thing come out, okay, at the end. But Christ is talking about that uncomfortable position of at stake where you are salted and it's getting very hot. And he's saying, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. It's good when it burns every now and then. But salt, has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Also referring back to those previous two points. Competition, rivalry, be at peace with one another. Now what Jesus is saying, okay, let me, let me start here. Salt often speaks of being purified in the Bible or to be different. Christians should be salty in Sasol. There should be something about you because when everyone is mad, you turn to God and He gives you peace. When everyone is scared for being retrenched, sure, you may have that fear, but there's a peace that is deeper. Even you can't understand it. That is what it means to be salty. If we just blend in out there, then we, we must close these doors tonight because I've got family in Cape Town. <laughs> We are caused, called to change this town, right? Are you with me, guys? We must be salty. But now, here's the thing. Every night, most of us eat. We are very blessed. We can eat every night. But you don't only apply salt the first day of the month. You apply it daily. Because every day when you eat, you have salt. And every day when you spend time with Christ, you should ask Him for salt. You should ask Him to shift something in you so that when you go out, you are different. So it's normal for the guys back then to argue who's the greatest, but not for the disciples. Because they are different. It's normal for the Pharisees to fight with the Sadducees and for them to fight with the 
I don't know, the guys who practice weird things and Gnostics. But for us, it's not okay. For us, it's not okay to be in competition with fellow believers because we are different. We should be salted. Now, there's two ways you get salt in your life. God speaks to you through Scripture and you hear it or your friend comes and he rubs it in for you. <laughs> okay? And then he makes you very mad and then you realize he loves you very much. We want to cling on this, guys, and be at peace with one another. Number four, a life full of salt. A life full of salt. Apply the spiritual salt daily. It's okay if it burns your wound. It is helping you to be healthy. Okay? A life of prayer, a life of serving, a life free of competition, a life full of salt. This is not everything. This does not cover the full spectrum of being a disciple. This is what Jesus ministered after a failed attempt to cast out a demon. Let's start here. Amen. Let's stand up tonight. If we can have those four points um, on again, Chris, I will appreciate that. I want you just to look at that just for two minutes um, while I don't interrupt you. Just take a look at that and maybe if something catches your eye and then you're we're welcome to close your eyes where you are and just maybe softly pray about it and put it before God I'm going to give you two minutes for a believer or a pastor or a family member that you know that goes to another church and I want you to pray for them just softly if you want to you can pray with someone else let's take a minute and pray for those who, who build with us in the faith if you want to you can pray for another church in this town if you can come up with a name let's do it because it teaches our hearts something great. 
respond to the Spirit. If you find yourself often <coughs> competing, I want you to lay to end that competition tonight. Maybe it's with a friend or a family member right now because you're carrying a load that you should not carry because it's going to make you tired. Lay it down. Lay that competition down. Maybe make a commitment to yourself that you're going to go to that person and be friendly to them. Become friends again. Find a way to get that prayer life going again. I don't care how you do it. Find, there's a way. God will make a way. You just tell Him, doesn't matter what, Lord. I'm starting up my prayer engine again. I will be known for prayer. And then invite God in this moment to come to you with, us, with salt. Cleansing of wounds. Changing you so that you can be different daily the last group of people I want to pray with I just really want to give an invitation to any anyone here that would like to just invite Jesus into their life again maybe for the first time maybe returning back Um, I don't mean to make anyone uneasy but as a church we should give these invitations because that's why we are here. So can we just close our eyes for a moment and if I can get some facilitators to the sides, we're not going to ask anyone to come to the front tonight. But we'll have someone meet you. But if you are here tonight and, and you just want to connect your life back to Jesus, you've become disconnected and things have fallen apart and you don't know whether you're coming or going and you just know you just know that you know that you want to cling back into him never mind all these things you just need to hold on to him again and tonight we want to make it easy for you by helping you and supporting you and so if that is you tonight if you want to invite him into your life if you want to take his hand i want to count to three then you lift up your hand as high as you can one two and three thank you for that hand thank you for that hand thank you for all those hands we appreciate it can you just keep your hand up so someone can just see you and come and take you by the hand someone's going to take you by the hand just take you to the side and they're going to pray for you and they're going to love you and minister for you there was another hand here anyone else you can even in this moment if you if you want prayer for something personal but you really want someone to pray with you just quickly slip up your hand and say that's me i need to address something in my life i want someone to help me is there anyone like that okay great okay everyone what i want us to do is to pray together and to commit our lives back to jesus all of us then we're going to give these guys time to minister on while we dismiss our time here together but let's let's pray together and let's be vocal lord jesus lord jesus i stand before you tonight i need you because i 
cannot save myself. I've went to the right and to the left and every side of me I have found a dead end. Only you can save. And so I reach out to you and I invite you into my life. I give my life to you because you died for my sin. Wash me tonight, Lord, with your precious blood. Wash me clean. I come to you, not only to be saved, so that you can lead me. You're not only my Savior, but also my Lord. Instruct me, teach me, show me. I commit. To read your word and to pray and to find a place where I can worship with other believers. Help me, Lord. And everyone said, Amen.